0: Section 19 of Ontario Public School Geography. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Doug Shepherd. Ontario Public School Geography by the Educational Book Company of Toronto. Section 19 North America The Prairie Provinces. Position, extent, and people. The three prairie provinces comprise the block of land stretching for 900 miles west from Ontario to the Rocky Mountains, and for 760 miles north from the international boundary to the 60th parallel. These three provinces, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, are of almost the same size, each containing a little over 250,000 square miles, more than twice the area of the British Isles at the time of confederation the inhabitants of the prairies were chiefly indians and half-breeds after manitoba became a province settlers began to come from eastern canada and from europe as soon as railways were built immigrants flooded the whole country in a little over fifty years the population of the prairie provinces has grown from a few thousand to nearly two millions the greater number of the settlers speak english as their mother tongue they have come from eastern canada the motherland and the united states there are many also from the various countries of europe who are rapidly learning the english language and becoming useful citizens of their adopted country surface and soil the treeless prairies occupy only the southern part of the prairie provinces in manitoba they extend only a short distance beyond winnipeg in saskatchewan as far north as the city of saskatoon and in alberta to about one hundred miles north of calgary The prairies are divided into three steps. The eastern and lowest step is entirely in Manitoba. It is an almost flat plain. This plain was once the bottom of a very large lake, known as Lake Agassiz, which long ago covered much of Manitoba, part of western Ontario, and even extended south into the United States. When the water receded, southern Manitoba was left with a coating of fine silt this is now covered to a depth of from two to four feet with black wonderfully fertile mould formed from the decayed vegetation of thousands of years the eastern steppe is separated from the middle steppe by an escarpment three hundred and sixty to four hundred feet high which traverses manitoba from the Pembina mountains on the international boundary to the porcupine hills on the borders of saskatchewan west of the escarpment is open rolling prairie here the country is more diversified in appearance and there are many rough stony hills and deep valleys the soil of the middle steppe is lighter than that of the flat land of the first steppe but it is still extraordinarily good this steppe includes a small part of southwestern manitoba and most of southern saskatchewan the rest of southern saskatchewan and the whole prairie region of alberta is in the western and highest steppe here the land is even more diversified than in the middle steppe the rivers have cut deep valleys through it and deep narrow ravines which were at one time the beds of tributary rivers run out from them at right angles these are the coolies of the west the western steppe rises gradually to the west into the foothills of the rockies alberta although in its southern part a prairie province contains within its borders part of the eastern side of the rockies with its abrupt slopes and irregular surface deeply cut by canyons and ravines this part of Alberta is famous for its mountain scenery, and Banff, Lake Louise, and Jasper Park are visited by thousands of tourists. The most important of the mountain passes are the Crow's Nest and the Kicking Horse, which are both traversed by lines of the Canadian Pacific, and the Yellowhead, which is the route taken by the Canadian National Line. North of the prairies in Alberta and Saskatchewan is a belt of parkland, where open prairie alternates with clumps of woodland the innumerable coppices of birch and poplar provide fuel for the settler and also serve to shelter his house and stock from the cutting winter winds the rainfall is heavier than farther south and the country is dotted with lakes and intersected by countless creeks and streams these make it particularly well suited for stock raising the soil is even better than that of the open prairies north of the saskatchewan river the land is more heavily timbered although there is much open land even there northern alberta is being opened up much more quickly than northern saskatchewan the northern alberta railways run into the peace river district on the west and to the waterways near mcmurray on the east settlers are rapidly making homes along the routes of these pioneer lines already there are many prosperous settlements in the valley of the peace river in manitoba also a well wooded zone is found northeast of the prairie it contains many lakes three of which winnipeg manitoba and winnipegosis are of great size here too there is much fertile land well suited to agriculture the great lakes of manitoba are just at the edge of the laurentian highland which includes the whole northern and northeastern portion of the province this is a typical laurentian area with northern forests mineral-bearing rock fur-bearing animals many lakes and turbulent rivers lakes and rivers there are many small lakes in depressions scattered over the prairie many of these have no outlet and are consequently saline the majority are merely salt marshes during the greater part of the year becoming lakes only during the months of heavy rainfall in the central and northern parts of the provinces there are several large lakes and a host of smaller ones lake winnipeg with a length of two hundred miles and an average width of thirty miles is much the largest and most important of them all it is the centre of the drainage system of the southern and central parts of the three provinces into it flow the saskatchewan river from the west the red river from the south and the winnipeg river from the east its overflow forms the nelson river flowing northeast into hudson bay lake athabasca ranks next in size to lake winnipeg it is partly in saskatchewan and partly in alberta lakes manitoba and winnipegosis in manitoba wollaston lake and reindeer lake in saskatchewan and lesser slave lake in alberta are all of considerable importance the saskatchewan is the great river of the prairies its two branches the north saskatchewan and the south saskatchewan drain almost the whole of southern and central alberta and much of saskatchewan its source is in the rockies and during the summer the melting snows of the mountains supply it with a large volume of water from its source to its mouth at lake winnipeg the river flows for twelve hundred miles across the three prairie provinces the red river rises in the united states crosses the international boundary at pembina and flows for the last hundred miles of its course through manitoba from the west it receives the assiniboine river the assiniboine with its chief tributaries the sorus and the capel waters a splendid farming country in the southwestern corner of manitoba and the southeastern part of saskatchewan the winnipeg river the outlet of lake of the woods drains the southwest corner of manitoba its course is marked by many rapids the water-power so provided is now being used to generate electricity for the city of winnipeg the nelson river which drains the lake region of manitoba to hudson bay and the churchill farther to the north are the chief rivers of northern manitoba for much of its course the nelson flows through comparatively level well-wooded country here the ancient laurentian rocks are mantled with a deep covering of sand and clay forming good soil for the cultivation of cereals the course of the churchill is through rougher country and the river has many falls and rapids even as far north as the churchill there are many tracts of arable land and a considerable quantity of good spruce grows in its valleys at the mouth of the river is churchill the terminus of the hudson bay railway which runs from the paw in manitoba to hudson bay farther north is the northern plain on which little but mosses lichens and a few berries can grow a small area in southern saskatchewan and alberta is drained by tributaries of the missouri the most important of these is the milk river which after a course of one hundred miles in alberta crosses the international boundary and joins the missouri northern alberta has two great rivers the peace and the athabasca these rivers with their tributaries are important as highways into the still more distant northland beyond the confines of the province their waters reach the arctic ocean by way of the mackenzie river climate the prairie provinces have a comparatively dry and clear and so a very healthful climate the winter while marked by low temperatures is bright and invigorating the spring and the autumn are delightful and the long warm summer days bring crops to maturity with surprising rapidity The average rainfall is much less than in Ontario, varying from twelve or thirteen inches in the dry southwest to eighteen or twenty inches in the north and east. Though light, the rains come chiefly in June and July, when needed most. The ground freezes to a considerable depth during the winter, and the seeding is done before it is completely thawed. The moisture, welling up from beneath as the lower levels thaw out, assures an ample supply for the young plants during April and May this compensates for the light rainfall in alberta the temperatures in general are not so extreme as in saskatchewan and manitoba although the province extends for seven hundred and sixty miles from north to south the summers are as warm at Dunvegan on the peace river as they are at cardston close to the international boundary the reason for this even spread of heat is found in the altitude of the land the land slopes gently from north to south and the lower altitude of northern alberta offsets the higher latitude the chinook wind also has an equalizing effect in moderating the winter climate the chinook is a warm dry wind caused by air currents ascending the eastern slope of the rockies as the air descends it becomes warm and blowing eastward over the land sweeps away the snow and raises the temperature as it goes the chinook has been known to cause a rise of sixty degrees in temperature in the course of a few hours agriculture the prairie provinces well deserve their title of quote, the granary of the empire unquote. in all three hard wheat grows to perfection owing to a soil rich in nitrates the dry climate which ensures the absence of rust and the large amount of sunshine during the long clear days of summer southern manitoba and the country east of Moose Jaw in saskatchewan are particularly famous wheat growing districts the western wheats possess a particularly hard quality which makes them very valuable as bread flowers. Oats rank next in importance to wheat. Barley, flax, rye, peas, beans, hay, potatoes, turnips, and fodder corn are also widely grown. The method of handling the great grain crops of the Prairie Provinces is quite different from that used in eastern Canada. The grain is threshed in the fields and is generally hauled away at once to elevators. These are tall buildings equipped with bins and machinery to lift the grain into them almost every town and village along the railway lines of the west has one or more elevators from the elevators the grain can be easily transferred into cars and carried to the mills or to the lake ports of port arthur and fort william here there are numerous elevators a large part of the grain crop of alberta is now shipped to great britain by way of vancouver and the panama canal the early settlers on the prairies turned their attention almost wholly to grain growing But the trend has been more and more towards mixed farming. Dairy farming is becoming an important branch of agriculture, and cattle raising is an industry of ever-increasing importance, especially in southwestern Saskatchewan and southern Alberta. There cattle, horses, and sheep thrive the whole year round on the short, crisp herbage called buffalo grass. In the spring and early summer this grass is green and juicy. Later it dries and becomes a natural hay, retaining all its nutritious qualities cattle pastured upon it make beef of the first quality because of the chinook winds which melt the snow and lay bare the grass horses and cattle can live out on the prairie in these districts all through the winter pasturing on the natural hay of the land in recent years great irrigation enterprises which will eventually water over one million acres have been put in operation in southern alberta at calgary lethbridge bassano and medicine hat the results have been amazing and record crops of grain vegetables and alfalfa are now grown in these districts as has been said dairy farming is rapidly coming to the front in all three provinces in particular in alberta much attention is being paid to the raising of poultry for export to the other provinces both east and west a profitable trade in eggs is carried on with british columbia and the orient in southern alberta enormous quantities of beets are grown to supply the beet sugar factories Mining coal is the chief mineral product of the prairie provinces alberta has enormous deposits of both bituminous and anthracite coal it is estimated that the coal resources of the province exceed six hundred and seventy billions of tons although development has just begun already alberta promises to become one of the chief coal producing and exporting provinces of the dominion there are also extensive deposits of lignite coal in southern saskatchewan and manitoba those in manitoba have not been developed to any extent but about thirty mines in saskatchewan help to supply local needs alberta is blessed with a large supply of natural gas providing the province with cheap power fuel and light petroleum is found in the vicinity of calgary and along the athabasca river there are also immense beds of tar sands east of the athabasca estimated to contain at least six billion tons of bitumen the prairie provinces are well supplied with clay and stone for the manufacture of building materials gypsum is obtained at gypsumville northeast of lake manitoba it is shipped to winnipeg where it is made into plaster walls and plaster of paris the mineral resources of the laurentian sections of both manitoba and saskatchewan are being thoroughly explored and many mines have been opened the flin Flon area in the two provinces where there are very valuable copper deposits is being worked and a railway is now in operation into the district lumbering in the east of manitoba the edge of the forest which covers northwestern ontario projects a little way into the province the dividing line between woodland and prairie runs to the northwest from a point not far to the west of lake of the woods in the southeast therefore the province has a narrow belt of forested land along its eastern boundary which gradually widens to the north and merges into the wooded lands of the lake region. This eastern forest strip furnishes much of the timber used in Manitoba. In the forested lands of northern Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, lumbering is carried on extensively, and many sawmills are in operation. Although the individual trees are small, the immense tracts of jack pine, poplar, spruce, and tamarack provide fuel and building material in abundance in all three provinces a number of very large areas over fifty thousand square miles in all have been set aside by the dominion government as forest reserves the making of pulp and paper is becoming a very valuable industry in manitoba a huge mill at pine falls manufactures an immense quantity of newsprint fishing fishing is an industry of some importance in manitoba lakes winnipeg and manitoba are noted fishing grounds white fish of unsurpassed quality form the greater part of the catch although sturgeon pike and pickerel are also taken the catch is large enough to supply the needs of the province and to provide a surplus for export to the united states the lakes and streams of saskatchewan and alberta teem with fish these provide wholesome food for the settlers although there are fish in plenty for millions of people the development of the fisheries on a commercial scale is still in its infancy fur trading the northern forests still abound with fur-bearing animals although many thousands have been caught in past years and although furs to the value of many millions of dollars have been exported since the hudson's bay company first entered the country bear wolf otter beaver marten, and mink skins are still brought to the trading posts of the north in large numbers prince albert and battleford are the leading centres of the fur trade in Saskatchewan, Edmonton in Alberta, and Winnipeg in Manitoba. To Edmonton are brought the skins taken in the whole Mackenzie Basin. As the musk-ox, which ranges the northern plain, is now protected, its pelt is no longer an article of commerce. Many companies and private traders are engaged in the lucrative business of fur trading. Manufacturing. Though the Prairie provinces are mainly an agricultural county, and the total value of their manufactured products and the products of their mines forests and fisheries combined is much less than that of their farm crops yet in manitoba manufacturing takes first place the growth of manufacturing in the three provinces has been quite rapid flour milling and meat packaging are important lime burning and brick making employ many hands wire fencing leather goods carriages and farm machinery are manufactured There are also foundries and machine shops at various points. Manufacturing is developed to a greater extent in Alberta than in Saskatchewan, owing partly at least to the cheap fuel which the province possesses in her coal and natural gas. Cities and Towns Winnipeg, the capital of Manitoba, is the only considerable city in the province. Sixty years ago a mere trading post of the Hudson's Bay Company, today it is the great metropolis of the Canadian West its situation at the junction of the red and assiniboine rivers at the entrance to the great prairie country is particularly favourable as practically all commerce between the east and west must pass through it the wonderful railway facilities of winnipeg render it the chief distributing centre for the west it is also one of the largest green markets in the world the magnificent water power near at hand has helped it become a prosperous manufacturing centre the largest abattoirs in the west are at winnipeg and st boniface winnipeg is noted for its educational institutions which include the university of manitoba with its affiliated colleges the splendid buildings of the agricultural college and also the institution for the Deaf, are within a few miles of the city the provincial legislative buildings are outstanding st boniface on the red river opposite winnipeg has large industrial interests brandon on the assiniboine river is the second city of manitoba its wholesale trade is very large and its grain elevators flour mills and machine shops help to make it a bustling thriving city it is the seat of brandon college portage la prairie on the main line of the two great continental railways fifty-six miles west of winnipeg lies in the midst of a rich agricultural country known as the portage plains it has large grain elevators and flour mills Regina, on the main line of the Canadian Pacific Railway, is the capital and largest city of Saskatchewan. It is a commercial and distributing centre, and has direct railway connection with all the important points in the West. A large oil refinery gives employment to many men. Metalworking is one of the chief industries. The beautiful provincial legislative buildings are situated there. Saskatoon, situated on the South Saskatchewan, is the second city of Saskatchewan it is a busy commercial city being an important railway and distributing centre flour milling and the making of road machinery are among its many industries saskatoon is the seat of the university of saskatchewan Moose Jaw is the third city of the province it has excellent railway facilities being the terminal point of a branch of the sioux line which runs to st paul minneapolis and sioux st marie it has large stockyards big flour mills and capacious elevators Prince Albert, situated at the edge of the wooded lands in the north, is the chief centre for the lumber, fur, and fish trades. Edmonton, the capital of Alberta, is splendidly situated on a tableland 200 feet above the North Saskatchewan River. It is the centre of northern traffic, and is on the main line of the Canadian National Railways. It is the gateway to northern Alberta. Coal is near at hand, and natural gas is supplied from the wells at Viking, about 80 miles distant. The city has many large manufacturing establishments, including flour mills, sawmills, and meat packing plants. The provincial legislative buildings and the buildings of the University of Alberta are imposing structures. Calgary is the largest city and the commercial metropolis of Alberta. It is situated on the main line of the Canadian Pacific, in the valley of the Bow River, a tributary of the South Saskatchewan. It is the chief distributing center for Southern Alberta, and its wholesale trade is very large. Its manufactures include meat packaging plants, flour mills, harness factories, lumber mills, and brick and cement works. A large oil refinery is now in operation. Electricity is supplied from waterfalls on the Bow River, and natural gas is piped from the gas fields in the vicinity. Coal in abundance is found in the immediate neighborhood. Calgary is the headquarters of the irrigation districts of the province. Medicine Hat is the thriving centre of a ranching and farming country. The immense supplies of natural gas in the vicinity afford cheap and abundant fuel. It is among the most foremost milling towns of Canada. Bricks and sewer pipes are among the most important of its manufacturers. Lethbridge is the centre both of a great coal-mining district and of a fine agricultural country, which has been wonderfully improved by irrigation. End of section 19. Recording by Doug Shepherd.